Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. So, Kevin Barker, we've got our choice of crises to deal with today. It's always good to start a Monday, start a new week with, with a crisis. We got two with the Blue Jays. Jose Barrios is apparently has no fastball coming. And, um, well, you say Kikuchi's just, I mean, it's a tire fire right now. Really the only way, really the only way to describe where the Jays are with those two starting pitchers. Now, how, how to be polite about this? I'm not certain I really give a rat's ass about Kikuchi. <laughs> In that, that's polite. Yeah, well, in that, let me <laughs> let me rephrase it a little bit here. <laughs> well, I stop there. Well, Keep going. <laughs> I don't look at him as being anymore as being an important part of of uh, of this rotation. Should this rotation make the postseason, he's not going. He's not going to. He's not going to be in the rotation if if the Jays make the postseason. I mean, the your well, the top three are going to be Manoa, Barrios, and uh, and Gossman. So. That's one thing. Jose Barrios, to me, is a bigger concern because I think we can pinpoint what's wrong with Kikuchi. I don't know. And in fact, we, I think, us too, and I know Joe Siddle's going to join us later, I think we know what we can do or what the Blue Jays can do with you, say, Kikuchi. We do. If they want to. We, we have an idea. That, huh. there, there's an option that exists with him that does not exist with Jose Barrios. I want to start with Jose Barrios first because his game is front of mind. Two and two-thirds yesterday, eight earned runs. Now, look, the, the Brewers are a fine team. Uh, they're, you know, they're going to be fighting with the Cardinals for the division lead but in, in the Central, but they do it on pitching. They're not the best hitting team in the game. The Brewers. The Brewers. Mm-hmm. And, Kevin, they tied into Jose Barrios yesterday. I mean, they they... They flat out beat him up. Well, yeah. Again, this this gets back to it. Just, it's, it brings to question why a guy with as much experience as he has has the issue of self correcting. That's the reason why. And I, I, you, you know me. That this is why whenever I talk about money, which is rare, because I think guys earn the amount of money that they've made. You give Jose Barrios $130 million. It's not a project. It's not something that Pete Walker has to walk up to every after every inning and go, do this, do that. Don't be doing this because he's got over 160 starts at the big league level. He's pitched over 920 innings at the big league level. He should know when I flip a breaking ball and it's not working, why am I not staying in my lanes to do it? He should know that because he's done it so many times. That's why you pay this guy this amount of money so Pete Walker doesn't have to worry about him and can worry about everybody else because they don't have 160-plus starts and 920-plus innings. So for me, that's the big question. Why is that continuously happening 
where it's just when it falls off the cliff, it's like way off the cliff. And for a guy that has this much experience, Jeff, explain that to me. Well, I it's just not don't understand it's, it. It's not just the experience; it's the athleticism. But yeah, mainly it is. It is. It, mainly it is the experience. It is. It, it's there. There is. It, it makes you wonder how a guy. And look, you, I, I understand that people. There are people out there. They'll look at Jose Barrios. And they'll look at that contract and they'll say, well, is Jose Barrios really an ace? You know, we can get into an yeah, argument about an, about what an ace is or what an ace is. And I don't know if Kevin Gossman's an ace, to be honest. But what I do know about Jose Barrios is the reason I gave him that money is, one, he stays healthy. Two, he has a pretty stable track record that at least at least suggests to me that I know what I'm getting when I send him out on the mound, right? It, and, and that's probably the thing that really sticks out with me about Barrios is the lack of the lack of consistency, the lack of him being the way his career suggests he should be. I find really puzzling. Like and, I, and I don't think it's got anything to do with I don't think it's got anything to do with the contract or anything like that in his case. I really don't. Uh he doesn't I, seem like a trier, is what you're saying. Like he tries too hard to to live up to the no, hundred and thirty no, no. million dollar thing. He doesn't seem like that kind no. of guy to me. And I mean it's, that in a good way. Sure. I, I guess. Look, let's stop throwing around the ace word. Like it just rolls off your tongue. There's a handful of those. I know, you, you but can, that's that's what name I'm. Them. You that's can, what I'm saying. But I'm sure. saying that is the uh, that was the thing with Jose Barrios when the money came out. Everybody said that's a lot of money. Is he really an ace? It, it, the, the fact is, they gave him 130 he, million dollars because he takes the ball every five days. Bingo. Let's be honest. And that's why that's why they gave you that. Yeah. Money. And you know, yeah. at the end of the year, you're going to try to. You're probably going to have an, an ERA someplace just under four, but sure. you're going to have a crap load of innings. And he's mostly he's supposed to be the guy that you can, you know, you can look ahead and go, okay, we've lost two in a row. The bullpen's tired. Thank God we've got Barrios sure. pitching today. So now I can look ahead to the next start. That's what Jose Barrios at his best gives you is that consistency of performance. One less thing to worry about. Every five days. He looked days. like a rookie yesterday for me. You, you, you even noticed yesterday how the, the Brewers saw that early and started running the bases a little oh, bit that, more aggressive. Ab- Still absolutely. Bases, he wasn't paying attention to that because nope. I don't think he knows how right now. Jonathan to, Davis. To I mean, let, Jonathan Davis, basically, that was basically in your face. Sure, to not let the game base. sort of get ahead of you, to slow the game down. Again, I get back to that. It's it's when you pay a guy this amount of money, when he's going through some things like he's going through, you would think because they paid him that, because he's been there and done it before, he would know how to slow it down, back off a little bit, add and subtract on the hater, do something else to where maybe – by throwing a, a different pitch would get the mechanics and get it out front and get back in his lanes. And just the whole demeanor of where it, the way he's walking around the mound is confusing to me. I just don't understand it. Like, I, it's, it's what, let's be honest, it's what an Alec Manoa should look like. Now, it's not. But a guy that hadn't been there and done it before who's trying to go through a marathon of a season and figure out the ups and downs, if I don't have the release point on on my fastball, my two-seamer, how do I do it? If if I'm not striking as many people out as I want to, how do I still give my team a chance? What do I do? Can I add and subtract on my two-seamer a little bit more? That's why you're seeing, Jeff, if you've noticed with Alex, you're seeing the 92s. You're seeing the 94s. You can see 96s. It's like he's, he's just saving it so those big moments, I got it. Like, I, I don't have to use it all the time, but if I need it, I can go to it. Why is Jose Barrios not able to do that? That's the question I have. It's 
you can blame all the other people behind the scenes. Why is Pete Walker not doing this? Look at the player. I blame the player. And and for right now, it's just it seems like for whatever reason, it's more of he's trying to search on the mechanics part of it, the the you know the release point and the throwing the hips at the target, like all the things that go into being a really good established pitcher. And he's trying to learn that right now on the fly, which is just odd for me, and and it's confusing. The uh, Jays, by the way, will start a three-game series against the Boston Red Sox tonight. The Rays are in for five games. Oh. That includes a doubleheader on Saturday uh, at the Rogers Center. The Jays have lost seven of ten. They're forty and thirty-two. They are now in third place in the AL East, tied with the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, they're percentage points. Are they fourth? <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> the the Rays are in third. I don't know. The last time I looked, it, 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 it looked it looked the same. And the the point is, they're no longer in second place. That belongs to the they Red Sox. They look like a third or fourth place team. They look like point. a third or fourth place team, exactly. And uh, the the Red Sox come into town riding a seven game winning streak. So this is this is not optimal. The good news is you've got uh, you've got Gossman, Stripling, and Manoa going in the series for the Blue Jays. Right now, you're three best starting pitchers or at least the three best pitchers the, the three pitchers you sort of have an idea sort of have an idea what you, what you're going to get uh out of them but the bullpen is you know it's been shredded uh Yimi Garcia went on the IL with a left back strain you know, there's there's a whole lot of Jeremy Beasley Matt Gage going on right Max now Castillo. in that bullpen Max Castillo going on in that bullpen <clears throat> so this is probably Having these back-to-back starts, Barrios lasting a couple of innings after Kikuchi's start on Saturday, probably the worst-case scenario mm-hmm. for the Blue Jays. Speaking of Kikuchi, the Jays have lost 10 of his 14 starts, five of his last seven. His ERA in June is 9.39. That's over five starts. His next start is scheduled for... What are we looking at? Friday? Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday against Tampa Bay. I know Joe Siddle said on the telecast, he doesn't think he can make the start against Tampa. I don't think he can make the start against Tampa. Maybe you try to play a game with him with the doubleheader coming up. Maybe stick him in, in, in one of those two doubleheaders. But what are the options for the Blue Jays right now? Well, you know, for, let's deal. You're not sending him down to 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 Triple A, and you're not DFAing him. <laughs> so let's just let's just get that out there. He's got two more years after this left on this contract. Uh, it's not the biggest contract in baseball by any stretch of the imagination, but it's enough of a contract that you're not just you're you're not going to get somebody falling all over themselves to acquire him. Let's. Let's put it that way. So there are a couple of things you can do with this guy. One, you can just forget about him. You can create an, an injury, which has happened in the past. Create an injury for him, put him in the IL. I think the easiest thing to do, Kevin, and this is me. I understand that a guy who has is as messed up as he is and has as much difficulty as he does in the first inning of games, I understand putting him in the bullpen might be counterintuitive. But here's where I am with you, say, Kikuchi. First of all, I don't care how much money he's making. It's about Mm. winning now. 
I don't care about how much money you say Kikuchi's making. I put him in the bullpen, and he basically has no defined role. His role in the bullpen is to do is to throw two pitches for me, to throw a fastball and to throw a splitty, to throw a changeup. I don't want to see any other pitch. Mm. Cut his fingers off if he tries to throw any other pitch. Mm. Put him in the bullpen and limit him to those two pitches. And I'm not saying that's going to be easy because this guy seems to march to his own symphony. But that's what I would do. And right now for me, garbage time is yours. You're behind Trent Thornton in the bullpen pecking order for me. You're getting in a game as someone gets their ass blown out like you used to get your ass blown out when you started. That's when I see you say Kikuchi. I let him work through things in the bullpen and, and, and go from there. I mean, it's not like I don't need bullpen arms right now. And if you want somebody to start, I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd, throw, I'd throw Max Castillo out there and give him a start. I, I mean, unless you're going to go out and trade for somebody, you know, which is a whole other discussion with games against the Red Sox and Rays coming up. I mean, this is, this is an important eight-game span. But unless you're going to go out and trade for somebody, I'd, I'd give Max Castillo the ball. I'll take four innings out of, out of whatever he's going to give me as much as I'd take three and a third out of Yusei Kikuchi. So that's where I am with Kikuchi. I, you're, listen, you were the one who suggested the bullpen to me. Sure. The bullpen and limit him to two pitches. Maybe, maybe we got to ask yourself if you're Ross uh, after 14 starts. After 14 starts, doesn't it matter. Okay? Well, sure it does. Doesn't sure, matter. Sure, sure it does. You, you were the only guy. You were the only guy that was willing to give him three for 36. Nobody else was. Nobody else was. So after 14 starts, basically you're telling everybody without telling no. everybody that we made a mistake. No, you're, this guy's not as good as we thought he was to give him 36 million bucks. That's what you're telling everybody. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. Well, no, you are. you're not. No, you're not. Because you're telling him give him garbage time, never you're pitch not. him again, eliminate a pitch. All, all you're, That's basically what you're all telling you everybody. Were, no, no. All you were saying is that right now we can't compete with this guy starting. Hmm. You know, a lot can happen over the course of three years. What if he becomes a decent bullpen pitcher with two pitches? Guys have done it. The issue, I guess, I, had, I wouldn't say issue, but here's the thing where it gets, where I will sort of bow to you when it comes to, to Ross Atkins and the money he gave out here. And I just don't, this way, the American League East, we spent the last four years talking about how the Blue Jays have you know, the sunk costs they've had, the Kirby Yates of the world, the money they've given to get rid of guys. Add, when you have no, to the mix me, plus this thing, let me finish. This, it doesn't look great. Well, no, that, and that was going to be my next point. Sure. The mitigating factor is you're already paying one guy 20 million or whatever the hell it A is lot. to rehab. You're, you know, you're probably not going to, he's probably not going to pitch for you again. Nope. So that's 20 million next year, plus whatever it is this year. I, I, but again, though, ownership has shown Ownership has shown that they will, they step up. Uh, and, and you know, look, I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody yet, but if I'm Ross, you know, I, I'll tell you this. I think you are really, if you send Yusei Kikuchi out against Tampa, I think you're risking, you're not risking the season, but I think you're risking creating a real issue in that clubhouse. Because you... You watch them. You watch them play behind Kikuchi. They don't like playing behind him. Yeah, who would? They don't like. And I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to play behind that. No. I mean, you're going to take you know an hour and a half to get through the first. I'm not going to. I don't forty pitches to get through the first inning. I don't want to play behind that. 
I want to stand around picking my ass while you're trying to figure out which pitch to throw. It'd be, well, it's, and yeah, staying away from your 97, 96. Now, one thing Arden Swelling pointed out in his game, we haven't even t- touched on this, Kevin, but his velo was down in that game, too. Yeah, that, that's that's an easy reason why that is. It's it's the breaking. There, there's reasons why he's not good. Like, it's just not because he goes out there and doesn't try. Like, the breaking point, the ball out of the glove is late. Uh, it's not, it doesn't have any rhythm to it. And whenever he's throwing his hips towards where he wants to the ball to go, his arm doesn't always get up, which his arm's dragging. And that's why you see the ball because go arm side, his arm side, up and away to a righty and they're non-competitive pitches. That's why it just doesn't happen because it's not like he's not trying right. well, then to get it out it. front there. They're, again, like it's, it's not like they don't know what the issue is and they're not trying to fix it, but it's, when well, you it, add that part of it and a mental part of it, which is what he's got, and you scream them both together, I'm just not sure the the answer is throw him in the bullpen and forget about him. Well, I'm not. So yeah, I'm not be, saying. I'm not. I'm saying for. I'm not saying forget about him. What I am saying is forget about him for now because he's not going to help you in these three games. So forget about him for now. This is about the here and now. You keep telling me this is about winning. Well, you know, we'll address the final two years of that contract down the road. Mm. If it's about winning this year, ask yourself. Ask yourself. Does Yusei Kikuchi give you a chance to win? Absolutely. Against good teams. Has he shown you, he's, he's for strange reasons, he's done okay against the Yankees. But based on what you've seen over the course of this month, Kevin, what on earth would give anybody the idea that this guy is on the verge of figuring it out or I, on the verge of turning the I corner. I really do think if you had that many great options, yeah, you, you do exactly what you said you do. You know, obviously, they're having meetings on what they want to do with Yusei Kikuchi, trying to figure out what, what the best do option think, is. Putting him in the bullpen do you would think, make them up. Because, again, when, when you're taking away something from the bullpen, adding it to the rotation, now what you had in the bullpen, length and all those things, now what are you going to do with it? Well, you, like two wrongs don't make a right kind of thing. Well, you can bring up, you can bring up bring somebody up else. Well, bring up somebody else in AAA, that Hernandez dude or whatever that they're talking about. Bring him up. I mean, you, well, yeah. I'm not going to get in an argument about Ma- taking Max Castillo out of the bullpen is going to it's not going to kill it's, the bullpen not, after two after argument, two appearances. But, but the, the, Come bull, on. the bullpen and the pitching as a whole is not good enough to be taking pieces away from one part of it, adding it to another one, and what you had there have to bring it to this one to fill in the well, spot okay, that you so, put it in the so bullpen. send Kikuchi out. Uh, I, again. Send him out there, Kevin, against Tampa Bay. I, Go ahead. Send him I out against think, Tampa Bay. I don't Bay. think there is a – I don't know what the answer is. Like, the obvious answer, if you were that good of a, a rotation and you had other pieces to fill in that you felt confident enough. Now, Max Castillo looks like he can add and subtract. He's got enough velocity. He, he acts like he can throw strikes. He'll give you a decent three innings. Trent Thornton, here he comes for for two and a third. So, yeah, I guess if that's the way you want to piece it together. But, again, it gets back to that thing, and I'm going to say it, and you don't like hearing it, and other people don't like hearing it. But if you're a GM of a team and you gave something that nobody else would give, and after 14 starts, you threw in the towel. You're not. You you are not. You have a little. You are not throwing in the towel. You are not throwing in the towel. What you are saying is right now, you say Kikuchi doesn't give my team a chance, and this is an important stretch of games coming up. That's all you're saying. If you need to create a phantom injury to stick them on the IL because you're worried about how it's going to look, 
then go ahead and do that. But I don't want to see this guy in a game until, well, frankly, I, I, I just, I don't want to see him in a game. I don't want to see him in a game that matters for the next two weeks. I would love to hear the conversation about this guy because the conversation that me and you're having, I, I don't really care about him either. I'm with you. But I, I, you would really think about big picture and the the rotation and the pitching that you have out of the pen, and now you're thinking about if if say they lose out of the next day, yeah. say say they go three and five in these games at home, does that change Ross's mind on what he's going to do in the trade I deadline? Think, I think so. Now now you're th- thinking about big picture and and down the road. Well, and, you know what? So you, now now you're now you're having a whole different conversation. Well, I, 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 I here's the point: if if this team goes three and five or two and six over these next eight games. All I think that says to Ross is the idea of making a trade early, a big trade early, for me, it might be off the table. I may just, I'm not going to come out publicly and say it, but I may look at this team and go, you know what? We're, we're just not good enough to do anything other than maybe make the wild card and losing the first round. And I don't know if I want to back up the truck and, and move out all my prospects to give my team a chance of being eliminated in the first round. Uh, and, and I think what happens then is if you're the Jays, you stand back and you go, let's say, let's see where we are at the deadline. If we are still in the playoff picture at the trade deadline, then perhaps you go and add one of the major pieces you need. But I think right now, what I would do if I was Ross right now is I'd be adding bullpen arms. I would be adding bullpen arms. I would be scouring the waiver wire. I'd be doing anything. If you throw Yusei bring- Kikuchi in the bullpen, you have no choice. You're going to have to go get bullpen because now you're yeah. you're trying to make up innings in your rotation Ex- with exactly. your bullpen. So you're going to need as many arms as you can possibly but the, get. But the point is, I think that if if the Jays don't do well this week, I think you have to have – if you're Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro and everybody involved in this, I think you need to take a step back and ask yourself, what are we really? And one of the parts of that equation has to be that, you know, you do not want to piss away another year of Vladdy and Bo. You just don't. At some point, that catches up to you. You're having, you know, Alejandro Kirk is having a terrific year. Alec Manoa is having a terrific year. But... Man, it's and you know we haven't even we haven't even talked about the manager. This is a big year for the manager. This is a big year for the coaching staff. They're supposed to go to the not just go to the postseason this year. They're supposed to be good enough to be a you know have a realistic shot at going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got to look at the uh, you know, uh, and I'll ask you this: like, is Vladdy Jr. Has he been playing at an MVP level Absolutely so far? Absolutely not. Now we're talking how many months? This isn't a week or two weeks or no. three weeks or a month. Bo Bichette's been up and down. Hit or miss. Hit or miss, mm-hmm. exactly. They're very right-handed. They are very right-handed. Yeah, I, I know they're very, but, but my whole mm-hmm. point is maybe you look at this team and you go, they're just not as good as we thought they or, were. Or, may, or maybe you say the Yankees and the Astros are on a whole different level, and then there's everybody else. And then if I can get with everybody else and I can get my team hot and I can get them some confidence and I get some arms that when I know Charlie hands the ball to them, they're going to give us a chance to win baseball games, which takes pressure off a bunch of everybody else to do their thing. So me, I think just throwing in the towel 
after what? it's two and six, five and three. I just don't think that's you're fair not, to your Kevin, team. I just don't you're think not, it is. You're not. You're not throwing. You're not throwing in the towel. If you were throwing in the towel, you'd turn around and trade Teoscar Hernandez for prospects. I'm not saying throw in the towel. All I'm saying is, <clears throat> perhaps mm. the desire or the intensity with which Ross Atkins would talk to other teams would be diminished if this team to give up this team a, does not have to a give good. up a, a Relvis Martinez or a Moreno. That that's what you're saying. That, that's. That's what you're saying. To give up to a couple of your top or one of them, that's what you're saying. You're not saying er, – because early you'd have to give up one of those two to get whatever you want to get. Yeah, I mean, You'd I have to sweeten the pot to make that team like the Reds, give up their that big-time pitcher that they have in Castillo. You'd have to give up one of your big two. Yeah, and, and I don't – That's what you're saying. You know, I, I, yeah, I look at this team. I think there are a lot of question marks around this team now. I'm just not certain that – making them adding another left-handed bat. Is that going to make much of a difference? I don't know. I think adding some bullpen arms, at least in the short term, makes it a little easier and makes them a little more competitive. But I, I, I don't know right now. If, if, if this is the Vladdy I'm going to get, and, you know, Vladdy's had a, Vladdy's had a decent June. It's mm-hmm. not that he's, he's stunk or anything like that, but he hasn't really... Maybe, Been the Vladdy of last year. We haven't had... We haven't seen the core offensive parts of this team click at the same time. We haven't seen this team go on one of those runs, and it's June. So you're saying they may they may not go on? I yeah I don't know. I I'd like to think they I'd like to think they would, and I'm. But at some point, it's got to happen. You know, at, at at some point tomorrow, you know, at some point tomorrow ceases to to be. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, at some point you sure. have to have a sense of immediacy and, you know, we'll see again, we'll, well see, well, we'll see what happens in these eight games. Maybe this team can, maybe this team can force a general manager's maybe. hand. Maybe, maybe they can force six, it. Six and two would do Go it. out there with the burr <laughs> up your ass. Right. Get into it with the Red Sox. Sure. Start throwing it guys, all that stuff, mm-hmm. get into it and, 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 and show some, you know, show some urgency. And if you can do that, you like a and you fan. go six and two. Throw it somebody. Well, no, I know. <laughs> if you go, if you can go six and two or something like that, then, yeah. then maybe you pressure the general manager. Because I'll tell you right now, if I'm Ross Atkins, I don't know what I'd do with this team. Because I just, it's tough. I there's just a lot don't to do. know. There's a lot to there do. Is. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm prepared to necessarily go all in on this team this year. How about that? I still, you still I don't got, know if I am ready. Look, yet. You still got to look at big picture. Like you, you really do. There's two teams in the American League that you're definitely not better than. That, that's the Astros and the Yankees, and then there's everybody else. Hmm. You're t- telling me they're not as good as everybody else. And if they get hot, look at the Braves last year. The Braves stunk for most of the year until the the super GM went out and made all those trades. Yeah, the, and then they <clears> caught fire. And that's that, that's the point here. I'm with you on on you got to be careful on what you give away. The difference but you, is, but you got to send a little message you, that says we got you back. Yeah. We, we got what you we got what you're going through. Well, we, you know, we feel you, and and a lot of that's our fault. Let's be honest. We we, we knew you were very right handed in your lineup. We knew that, Kevin. I I would think this this team probably knows by now that the GM has their back. They've gone, I mean, look at the contracts they've given out. Uh, That's it, what it, have you done for me lately? That that was in the offseason. What have uh, you done for me lately? It, it changes by every month. You know, it's American League East. Anyhow, I I, I can't imagine that there, <clears throat> there are players, you know, in that in that clubhouse wondering whether or not 
whether or not ownership or management has their back. I mean, they're spending they're spending decent money on this team. They're spending decent money. And this team's underperformed. Well, see, that, and their big players have underperformed. But, and and I will tell you this, and I know we're up against the clock here and I want to break. I will tell you this. If this skid continues and they hit the all-star break and they're, what, 16 games out and they're three back in the wild card or something like that? Make it easier to trade to Oscar then. I've got to start looking at sure. I've got to start looking at at the core of this team. And I and I you know I, I haven't been able to come to contractual agreement with Tay Oscar. I, I've got to start asking myself, okay, do I do I stick with what isn't working, or do I start making some moves that help me in the short term, but also give me a little bit of long term. And I, I, I did not think that we would be having that discussion right now. But here we are, uh, 40 and 32 for this team is just not good enough. Eight games over 500 at this stage of the year, given the schedule they've had, is not good enough. It's just not. Can't argue that. It's, it's not playing good enough. It's not good enough. No. Nope. Um, Joe Siddle and Lou Merloni will join us as we get you set for this Fairly significant week of Blue Jays baseball, three against the Red Sox, four against the Rays. We've got tickets to give away to Canada Day game, the Canada Day game against Tampa Bay. We'll do that later on in the show. And when we come back, we will take our weekly look around the AL East. This was, this was, this was quite a weekend in the AL East. There was a lot going on. We'll wrap it up for you. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Man, I think I hacked up a hairball. Uh, yeah, well. That's the first thing goes when you get a little older? No, that's not. Trust me, there other things go when you get older. I know. That's why I want you to get I, I just try to get you to say it out loud. That's all. I will. Someday I will give you a list of things that go when you get older. I will not look at the list. You'll be surprised. I promise you that. You'll be surprised what goes and what doesn't go. That list will not be read by me. No. All right? It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan, Sportsnet 360. I think we've solved Wherever all get the Blue Jays' problems. Pretty much. <laughs> Like, we do have some optimistic stuff to talk about. We will do that. We'll save five minutes at the end of the first. Well, there is a little catcher that plays for the Blue Jays. It's <laughs> Yeah, he catches like two out of every five days. Uh, look, look, why do you got to kill it? We'll just, we'll, we'll talk about, <laughs> we'll talk about that later on. We'll talk about that later on. Um, but it is Monday. It's around 1030. And you know what that means? It's time for. In the East. Very uplifting music. I mean, the good thing about doing this is you can pretty much forget about the Orioles, but I may end up having to start adding a few Orioles things mm-hmm. in here and there. But right now we focus on uh, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Rays. And, uh, well, you probably know by now that the Yankees and Astros had uh, quite a weekend series in the Bronx, they split the series. Um, 
And well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of work our way backwards. First of all, there was Aaron Judge walking it off again yesterday. Whole right side of the infield open, three infielders on the left side. The 0 1. That one's drilled deep to left field. Going back, Diaz looking up. See ya. A walk off three run home run for Judge. And the Yankees win it. The Yankees go from no hit to no way is this happening again. A dramatic come from behind victory. And the Yankees split four with the Astros. Judge is that. Did you hear that the ball hit that bat? That sounded That's like crazy. something out of the natural. I swear to God, it did. It sounded a like little. something out of the natural. He's having such a good year, he didn't want to run around the bases. You see that? Like, I, he just wouldn't stop at first base. We're, we'll talk about that sometime. That's one thing I do in the rules, by the way. I told you about that. I changed the rules. You hit a home run, you don't have to run around no, the bases. you want to be lazy. Go back to the dugout. Speed the game up. Oh, you are that guy. I would love to see that happen. If you're keeping track, by the way, that was the Yankees' fifth walk-off in June. It was their 10th of the season. It was their 22nd comeback win. It's pretty good and pretty much tells you why the mm. Yankees are where they are. And that was after a combined no-hitter from Christian Javier, Hector Neris, and Ryan Presley on Saturday. Ground ball towards third. Two hops for Bregman. I mean, are you beginning to get the sense that the Astros and the Yankees are just a little bit better yeah, than everybody else I think in the, this I think this the Astros league. think they're better than the Yankees, too. I think they Ryan, do. Ryan Presley's the biggest name out of that you heard. He's been awful against the Yankees. He's been awful in Yankee Stadium. He needs confidence because they're going to have to go yeah. in there and beat the Yankees. So, yeah, I think, they're, I think they're thinking that they're better than the Yankees. And it was, well, at the end of a week in which Aaron Judge and the Yankees, they settled ahead of their arbitration hearing. Judge very much like what he is seeing and hearing from his teammates. Watching a series like this, it's just, you, know, you never know who's going to come up with a big hit. You know, it, it could be anybody one through nine in that lineup going to do something big for you. And, um, you know, for me, that's where it shows up in October. You know, it kind of reminds me of some postseason games. It's just, you know, big clutch hitting, um, moving runners over, you know, great defensive plays all around. It's just, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You should think someone's going to do something special. And, you know, when you got that, you know, type of energy and things going on, it's, it makes it fun. You know, I can't really describe it. It's just, it's been fun. So the Yankees have an 11-game lead atop the East. They'll play the A's before heading to Houston for another four games this weekend. I'll be smoking hot. By the way, the Yankees, they've had a double-digit lead since June 16th in the American <laughs> League. Yeah, East. they're pretty good. Yikes. They may win the World Series because of their defense. Hey, I know, I know all the other things Can't that they disagree. do and the, and the names on the back of the jerseys, which they don't have names because they're the Yankees and they don't put names back there. But you get my point. They, the defense that they played, the, the positions, the, the people that they put in those positions to succeed, isn't that what the organization and the manager's job is? Yep. It's, it's not to, to rock the boat and put somebody in a position that they don't feel comfortable in. And now they, they've got everybody where they're supposed to be and they're catching the ball, they're throwing the, the people out that they're supposed to be throwing out. That may be why they win the World Series. I hate to say it that way, but that's probably the case.
I mentioned that the Yankees have had a double-digit lead since June 16th. They still do, only now it's the Boston Red Sox who are in second place. They're taking a seven-game winning streak into Toronto to face the Blue Jays. The Jays, by the way, are a team that manager Alex Cora calls still one of the big boys in our division. Hmm. Uh, the Red Sox won't have Tanner Houck or Jaron Duran with them due to the uh, vaccine border mandates. Duran had, had a big series against the Guardians this weekend. I mean, while the Red Sox bullpen remains a point of concern, Cora, at least, Kevin, at least he starts, it, it seems as if he's seeing some structure materializing for the first time this season. Uh, we, we feel a lot better than early in the season. And uh, you can mix and match. You can take chances, right, and try to maneuver the lineups, you know. And uh, we did that in the seventh with, with Jake. We got the big out uh, from... Uh, uh, from John, and, you know, after that, you know, uh, Stromy and, and Tanner, they did an amazing job. Yeah, the Boston Red Sox bullpen, again, still a concern. Chris Stale, a sale, still a bit of ways. But, uh, yeah, the, the Red Sox, they're hitting, um, and they're getting just enough pitching to get it done. And, uh, you know, they'll come in here. Remember, remember the first game the Red Sox played in Toronto, and... There was so much discussion about the border issue. Mm-hmm. Remember how Alec Cor- Alex Cora came out after that game and said, I managed that game like a playoff sure. game? I think Charlie will be able to manage these games like a playoff. These are playoff well, games. I, th- I hope he's got it in him. You know, I hope he's... he's these are playoff I, games. I hope he... Yeah, I have, absolutely. We've been talking about that for the last 45 minutes. You know, look, look. I, I think when you have Devers at third base, I think when you have J.D. Martinez, I think when you have Alexander Bogarts, those are the big three, the guys that have been there and done it before. Devers is having an MVP yeah. season and rarely so gets talked about. So but good. He's a he's a left-handed Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with better play coverage. He is that he can hit balls above his head and at his ankles. And for me, coming into this series, they, the the Cardinals talked about not letting Vladdy beat him. Mm-hmm. If you're the Blue Jays, if there's one guy in this lineup that you don't let him beat him, it's Rafael Devers. The Jays, as we mentioned, they're back with the Rays now. Uh, they're tied for third or percentage points around whatever. They're not in second place, <laughs> the way I'd put it. And the Rays will be in town for five-game series wrapped around the Canada Day weekend. The Rays swept the Pirates this weekend. They welcomed back Wander Franco, who'd been out since May 31st with a right quad strain. He got a hit in his first game back. And Shane McClanahan took over the big lead lead in strikeouts with 10 in a 4-2 win over the Pirates. He's 8-3, and 1.77. And Kevin, it says here, it says here, I'm saying here, that he and Alec Manoa are the front runners for the AL starter spot in the All-Star game. Let's see what Kevin Cash had to say about McClanahan and about his raise. And then for Shane, what was working for him? Again, another great outing. Uh, just about everything again. He threw some good sliders. He threw some really good change-ups. He's evolving, but he's he's staying consistent. And I think that's what we, we like the most is the consistency that he's backing it up every outing. How is he evolving? Uh, I, well, I think as a pitcher a little bit, just the fact that he's using more pitches more frequently. Uh, he's got confidence in all the pitches. He's done that for quite some time this season, but he wasn't doing that last year. Uh, but now it's it's about just kind of staying consistent, and he, he's doing that well. And that is our look around the AL East. So I think I'm right in this. Alec Manoa. Shane McClanahan, your front runners right now to start the I, I, all-star I, game for I, the American I, League? Absolutely. Shane's my starter. Uh, he's he's doing things that being left-handed, uh, 
you, you know, when, when you see him pitch, and I talk about this all the time, being unpredictable, when I'm standing on the on-deck circle as a hitter and I can see a really good pitcher flip a secondary pitch that's a good pitcher's pitch, not just something, you know, a cement mixer that's down the middle that's thigh high, not that. Like, can go outer third down and away with, say, a just get me over – you know, he'll throw a slider instead, getting on top of that thing and throwing a breaking ball, getting ahead of 0 and 0. That puts doubt in that hitter's mind to now what do I do? Like, because you're going to go up, guy throws that hard, left handed. You want to be aggressive early. You want to you want to get something maybe down, something that you can drive, think in the middle of the other way. But when a guy can do that who, who's unpredictable, it's it's impossible almost to have a game plan against him. And now he's got a lot of confidence. You, you, when, when, you, when you hear your manager saying that now he's got stuff and he's got confidence, it doesn't bode well for the for the opponents, and it's just the Rays. Now the Rays all of a sudden are playing better defense. Like it was, they went through that little thing where they weren't. The, their their manager came out and called them out. Said this is not the Rays way. This is not the way we're going to do it. I get it. A lot of people are hurt, but we can still catch the baseball. And now they're starting to do a little bit better job of that. Again, it gets back to this: the the Blue Jays to beat teams in the American League East have to do little things. We talked about that at the beginning of the season. We'll talk about it now. It's going first to third. It's going first to home. It's catching every routine ball that you're supposed to. Not 90% of them. Every single one of them. Because if you don't, these good teams in the American League, especially in the East, they're going to make you pay for it. And most of the time, you lose those games. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I know it's a cliche, but in the very least, you need pitching and defense in this series against Boston. You sure do. And you really... If I'm if I'm Vladdy Jr. or even Bo Bichette, and I'm in a situation where I'm leading the All Star voting, hmm. this I'm looking at this as maybe a bit of an opportunity here. I'm looking at this as maybe a bit of an opportunity here to 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 put on a bit of a put on a bit of a show. And I'm not saying they're not trying or anything like that, but uh, this is a big occasion, and it would certainly help if those two guys could rise to the occasion here. I'm not putting it all on them, but it would certainly help if if uh, it, it, this would, if, if Vladdy had his best week of the season right now, it would be very good. Well, it would help. be very good timing. Well, it would help, that, very it, good it would help that GM make his, up his mind what he wants to do. I, I, I just think when, when you think about great hitters, what separates a good hitter from a great hitter is maximum collision. That that's what it. Why is Alejandro Kirk having a good season? No, because he is he is getting pitches to have maximum collision with the baseball. That that's what it's all about. And Vladdy and Bo is a one of those guys that gets himself out a lot. Like like I just wish sometimes Bo would take a step back. And go maybe I can't cover the entire strike zone. I like to because I think I have enough bat speed and you know I do all those things with my barrel and get it in the zone way back here. But you know why why can't occasionally against good teams who know me who know my weaknesses the words out what you what you want to do. You know what it is if I'm facing him I make it look like a strike early in the count I take a little something off a secondary pitch let him get himself yeah, out. But you know what was it that Dante said Dante said said about Bo. Um, uh, it's that's you know he, he I mean he is what he is what he is I mean that that that's in his nature it's it, it's in his nature to sometimes to go sometimes you sometimes you have to back off a little and think I'm facing teams now that know me I'm not going to sneak up on anybody they know how to get me out now now it's about doing the little things and Let's, I just I just think Vladdy Vladdy's not having the season that Vladdy had last year because of that reason he chases too much he's late a lot that's 
He's late a lot because of what he chases. It's at the big league level, it's about what you swing at. And probably most important, it's about what you don't swing at. And that's if those two guys, they're going to need those two guys to go six and two. If they don't, they'll probably go three and five, four and four. Let's uh, talk about Alejandro Kirk, uh, who really has turned into one of the really, really good stories in baseball this year. And it's something I want to throw out, throw out there. Alejandro Kirk was signed for $30,000, mm. of which I believe 20, 22 went to his Mexican team. I think he actually pocketed just over $7,000. Gabriel Moreno <clears throat> was signed for $25,000. So the Jays have done some good scouting. Sure. Let's put it that way. You're getting those two guys for less than fifty thousand dollars is 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 pretty remarkable. Anyhow, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, talk yeah, well, about Alejandro. Well, Kirk. well, yeah. What, what's he do well? That's what you look at when you see a guy doing some special things. What's he do well? He has incredible eye. I've talked about that. Your your swing is only as good as what you're swinging at. He gets good pitches to hit. He takes pitchers' pitches. No matter if it's puts him behind the count, he knows if I can take that. If I get a decent pitch because I do a lot of things right mechanically and I have a level swing, which he does, he can hammer baseballs. He hammers fastballs. I talk to you about Mm -hmm. this all the time. You always, especially in 2022, because of velocity, I don't know why guys guess so much. Occasionally you hit in the middle of the order. Occasionally because a guy will flip something, he gets in the habit of doing it. Maybe you ambush early on a secondary pitch, but for me, 99.9% of the time, you always look heater. He's able to do that because of all the mechanic things. And I talk about trigger. His trigger, if you notice, you you can close your eyes and picture him standing at the plate, right? It's not like the sexiest stance. Like, he walks to the plate, and you're thinking, belly over the belt, and just, right? He looks like he should be handing the hitter the bat, not taking the bat to the plate. I don't say that in a bad way. Yeah, he does. But, but it, is, it is amazing that good players, good hitters, comes in all shapes and sizes. I think it's just, that's why I love baseball so much, because you never know just the way a guy is. But you look at what he does. Everything that he does with his lower half adds up to what his upper half is doing. So his trigger, I talk about a trigger all the time. If you can picture him, close your eyes, think about the way he stands at the plate. He's He's got like a little, it's quiet. He's moving a little bit just not to have his hands so stale. But what he does with his front foot is his trigger. I talk about this with you all the time. Good hit, hitters have triggers. Why they have triggers is, is they want to have action with their barrel. That creates that rubber band effect. So you can picture him, close your eyes. You're thinking about when he lifts his heel he comes up on his toe that's his trigger what's that do that sets the barrel that would get his rubber band effect you know that rubber band that further mm-hmm. away it gets the, the stronger it's going to be so that's what you're trying to do that's what he tries to do with his trigger by putting his toe in the air sets his barrel above his head creates a little tension in his bottom hand which is what you want to do you want don't want to have a straight bottom hand you want to have a little bend in it you want to have a little tension that creates that rubber band effect then when he attacks the baseball he lands with an open front foot which that creates that which everybody wants to do Bo Bichette wants to do right he wants to dip the back elbow and get the barrel in the hitting zone way back here but why he can do that and it's repeatable and it's so easy is because he lands open which just sort of sets that slot it's not like he's telling his mind now that I have to set it his front foot because it lands open sets it for him that's get back to that repeatable, and it's easy, right? And now after I've done that, I get the barrel in the hitting zone. Now I use my eyes to release my hips, right? It's a, whenever you hit the baseball, your, your eyes are following the baseball. That's where the barrel's going to go. And then after you hit it, 
right where it goes, your eyes follow the baseball. That releases his hips. And that sort of just releases all the energy that he has. That's why he's hitting velocity. That's why he's getting better at hitting the breaking ball. So it's just so easy. It's so repeatable. It's so level. How many level swings do you see in baseball now? Not many. Even Blatty. You're talking about the low T. You want uppercut? Really? Yeah. It gets back to why is Kirk hitting over 300? Because he has a level swing. It's easy. It's repeatable. And he has a trigger. And all the things that he does with his lower half, allows him not to think about what he's doing with his upper half, and it just sort of falls in place. And so what, it's a lot of fun to watch, man, just the, just the things he does. And So what you're saying is because the swing is so repeatable, because I know there are going to be people out there, and they're going to say, okay, when does this end? And it, it's entirely possible that this is Alejandro Kirk, isn't it? You would think it, so. You would think so. I mean, a, a, a lot of it is probably, you know, because he catches, if he takes a ball at the wrist, mm -hmm. he's overcompensating for something like that. He's trying to make up for it with a lower half. That's sometimes how you get in a little bit of a funk and, you know, something's not connected and adding up to the way you want to barrel up baseballs. I just think when you're born to hit, you're born to hit. It did, no matter how you look, because, again, look at him. Like, I, that, that's just why this is so special and – it just doesn't happen because, and all the things that he does with his lower half makes it so easy, Jeff, for him not to think about where the barrel's going, where it's, how I try and get it in the hitting zone way back here. You know, the Beau Bichette, the Bichette way is, get it way back here so it stays in the hitting zone so long. Well, his lower half is doing that, so his upper half follows, so he's not thinking about doing it because what's that saying with hitting? You think long, you think wrong? Mm-hmm. It's just it's a it's a lot of fun to watch how easy it is and and how he hammers heaters. He's getting better at hitting the breaking ball. We saw the three run homer in the first inning off a breaking ball. You know you got to get better at that. But man, I had my doubts. I, I talked to all I these scouts in spring training about him. You, you see him and you're like, there's no way this dude does that. And then you start digging into mechanics and how simple it is and how the bat-to-ball skills and what his eyes tell his barrel to do and how he his eyes follow the ball which releases the hips and makes it easier to catch up to, to velocity. It's the only question the reason I, why scouts love it. The only, the only question I have about him is what is he going to be as a catcher in terms of workload? That's, and you know what? I don't, frankly, I don't need to find that out this year. I, I don't need to find that out this year because I'm enjoying what, I, what I'm seeing from him hit, but I still need to know long-term can he be a guy who is my number one if, or is he a guy that I... And certainly, again, offensively, is he a guy that's going to have to DH more than he catches for me? I, I, and in this case, I'm okay with that. I'll make that work. Mm -hmm. I'll make that work. If he, The thing for Alejandro Kirk, if he's going to hit like this, he will determine what the Blue Jays do. There you go. And it's going to be to his benefit. There you go. It's going to be to his benefit. I, I, I'm not sure that... The, that Would you trade him now? No. I I'm with you. I, I wouldn't trade Danny Jansen either. I'm with you. I'd trade that other guy. Nobody wants to hear that. I'd trade that other guy with that guy playing right field to get what I want to make a serious run at this thing. Ooh. But that's just me. Sometimes the, sometimes the American League East, Jeff, <laughs> you, you got to get serious. They probably won't because, you know, everybody loved in prospects. But I'm surprised. fun to talk about. I thought you as a former prospect would love prospects too. guess not. Joe Siddle, Lou Merloni, they'll join us next. We've got tickets for you to see the Jays and the Rays on July 1st. It's Blair and Barker.
on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and Sportsnet 360.